Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have this Pallavi Pandey, a mompreneur raising eco-conscious kids and inspiring everyone to make their kitchens and events sustainable one plate at a time. Hey, Pallavi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about, oh, what is it that you do? Because you have an amazing product that you are hoping that you are changing the world with. Tell us all about it. Thank you for asking. So again, I am not here to solve the world's problem, but I'm here to contribute to what I can do and along the way, inspire people who want a choice. So again, I'm a mompreneur and I am this mom who rescues fallen palm leaves to give them one more use because these are leaves that are on the floor and they go to waste. They compost naturally. So what I do is I give them one more use by creating beautiful woody-like, textured-like, bamboo-styled tableware, like plates, bowls, spoons, straws, et cetera, et cetera, Mm. for the food industry, for the hospitality industry, where people are looking for better alternatives than paper or plastics or expensive bamboos. So how the hell did you decide that this this is your line of work, apart from as we were just joking offline that your name actually means leaf. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was meant to be. But what was it that you decided this, hey, this is is the solution. This is the thing. Sure. First, yeah, like you said, the name of the meaning of my name, Pallavi, is actually leaf, which I just found out a few days, a few months ago. I mean, I did not know that when I had started my business four years ago, but how I got into this was I grew up in India, in south part of India, eating on banana leaves. And even today, when you actually go back to India, they do serve food on banana leaves. And I wanted to bring that concept to the Western world. And I was like, Mm. who can do this better than me? Because I've grown eating on leaves. It just, I had to find out what my raw material would be, how I would be doing what I do today. And again, after becoming a parent, after being, I have two daughters, they're 10 and eight. And after I became a parent, I was a more conscious and more aware entertainer at home because I host a lot of parties and I was just done creating a lot of trash. And I was like, what am I doing? What can I do better? Because I'm role modeling. And if I want to teach Mm -hmm. something, I better got to do it before teaching it. So that's when I went back to India. 
And I found my raw material, which is areca palm leaves that come from the areca palm farms in India. The main purpose of these areca palm farms is to produce areca nuts, which are also called betel nuts. And betel nuts are consumed by people to eat. They just eat the betel nuts. And yeah. sometimes they are mixed with mint to give them a mouth freshener feeling, or sometimes they're mixed with tobacco. So whatever the consumer wants, they can find betel nut in that form in the market. But what actually happens to the betel nut tree? The leaves, nothing, because they just fall and they compost in three months. And I was like, what a waste. And that's when I thought I'm going to create an impact and an income along with these, these leaves. Why not? So that's when I went down to India. I got my raw material. We started manufacturing uh, tableware from these. And you asked me, how the hell do we do it? So it's very easy. It's a very cumbersome process to get the raw material. So the initial process is the most hardworking, laborious, We because we have to collect the leaves from the ground and we have to make sure they are good quality. They don't have a lot of infections and or a lot of bugs on it. So they have to go through a very deep cleansing process with fresh water and then sun drying. And then we have these ironing machines and they're called heat compressors. We just take the big leaf, put them under the heat compressors, give them the shape or the size that we desire because they have aluminum molds on it. And that's how we give them the shape. And that's how you see how we have round or rectangle or square or oval shaped plates and bowls. And, mm. and then we just clean them under UV light and each product is sanitized, packed and ready to ship to the consumer. Fantastic. Love that. And also you want to make an impact and make an income. Yes. That's kind of what it's all about as a business owner. It's, so many people you talk to, and I guess so many people listening, their business is to make an impact. There is some passion behind it. There is purpose. There is meaning behind it. But also, let's be honest, you're in business. You need to make an income. You need the resources to fuel not only for your family, but to keep this going, impact and serve more people. So impact and income, they yes. need to go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, if your business is backed up by an impact, it's just your passion, your motivation goes 10 times more. Why? Because you're trying to do something different. I mean, income is great. I mean, that's why people get into business. I get it because people want flexibility. People want to work for themselves. But if they can find that small spark of impact that they want to create, whether it's employing a certain number of people or creating a usability experience for their consumer, I think mm. that's what really drives value because that's seen, that's felt, and yeah. that's what drives consumer to buy. And that's what creates the cult, the love, the support for that small business. And that's what I endeavored to do because I've created a community here for people who desire eco-conscious uh, products, uh, a community for our women workers in India. And again, like I said, I source my raw material in India. I manufacture in India because I grew up in India. And that is something I want to do for the community where I was born, where I was brought up. And again, boundaries have nothing to stop me. So now I have also started manufacturing in Thailand, in Vietnam. So that gives me more chances to provide employment to people over there and make a difference in the livelihoods of people. So that is my impact, the impact that I want to create. Beautiful. It's so much more than just, just you. That's mm -hmm. an amazing thing. So, but this is the unforget yourself podcast. So we, we have to go, okay, that's, that's all cool. That's, that's a given. Let's talk about you, the business owner, because it's not just a case of, oh, we have this cool idea and then yay, huge success. Life's amazing. Unicorns, rainbows, the whole caboodle. So tell me about it. So 
as your journey through this, as you have been building, and it's been what, four years now, how has it been for you personally during that, that journey? Thank you for asking. It has been some challenging four years with the whole COVID situation, a lot of supply chain issues, logistic issues, operations issue. So just keeping thriving in this uh situation mm. was challenging enough but again like you said let's forget it's an unforget yourself show and it's like when you're starting a business you're so busy building something that you really don't have the time to deep dive to understand your own true self to find mm. what you do or why you're doing or just find that inspiration to keep doing what you're doing so I think this is a great time when you've built something when you've come to a different phase in your business you can actually spend that time on self-love self-discovery personal growth and just share those experiences and I think that's what here this platform here today that you've created is providing the audience so thank you again for providing the space hey thank you so much so during that during that time when did you when did you forget yourself and I'm sure it was for all the right reasons why I need to do this or you just forget to be able to put yourself or your family or whatever it is become so single focused. Can you think of any examples where you did do that and what was the consequence of that? Definitely. When you're starting something, of course, you forget yourself because you put yourself at the last because you don't have time, you're not thinking about yourself, but you're very far focused ahead for your goals that you forget yourself, which is okay, which is normal. But should you continue that, there comes the second stage when you've achieved something, when you've gotten to the second phase of your business, where you were able to hire some employees now, do you still want to forget yourself? Maybe at some point of time, yes, I just want to forget everything and reach my goal. But I have a choice now, whether I want to forget or unforget myself now. I want to take care of myself now because I have the time or the money. And I want to participate in self-discovery or take these vacations off, work hard for three weeks, take one week off from work. So I think that's my way of really coming back from forgetting myself and really intentionally unforgetting. So I love that on and off switch of forgetting and unforgetting now. <laughs> well, it's, it, it can be so, so tough. And it's, as you said, it's, it's easily done. But when we're going through this transition, especially mm -hmm. in business, it's so easy to not switch off. It's so easy for those, those barriers to be like blown apart as we continue to work through. So now you said, yeah, you, you get to look at the, the self-discovery. You get mm -hmm. to make a different choice. Now you have some, you know, you have employees. Now you're earning more money. but I'm not going to use the phrase more money, more problems. That is a false belief. How dare you say that? Universe, that is, does not exist. That is not true. What it does mean is there's new challenges. Congratulations. You now hit the next level. So when you thought, oh, if I get some employees, then I can unforget myself. Then I can put myself first. We well, can then get caught up in what I comes. <laughs> Here's the next level challenge. Now you've got sleepless nights working about, oh, how do I make sure they are taken care of? So what was it like for you hitting that next level where you thought, oh, this is going to give me all this relief. Oh, shit. No, actually brought it brought more stuff to you. 
thank you for asking. Again, it was hard because every phase is a challenge because the more people you have, the more managing skills you might need and more control. You have to give them the control. So you really have to forget a lot of things that you do well and you have to give them the benefit of doubt that they can justify what you've been doing for so long and they're going to surpass all those expectations and do the best they can. So again, there's a lot of unforgetting things that you really need to continue throughout the journey in your business. And it takes time. It takes skills. It takes leadership skills. So maybe you're not a leader from beginning, which I was when I started the business. I didn't know how to lead. But today with personal growth, with a lot of learning, with a lot of listening, I had to develop those skills and I had to celebrate my individuality and be like, we need to give other people a chance and just let them prove that they can do this like you. They can do this better than you and just help you in your business because you need that support. You cannot run the business all by yourself. At one point of time, you have to forget everything. You have to unforget everything. So it's it's a good mix of that button, like I said, the switch on and off of forgetting and unforgetting. So you have to remember a lot of things and you have to constantly do things remembering that, okay, you need to have people in your team. You need to control. You need to give them the flexibility of working in an environment so that they can create what you want, the the work mm. culture, and and just lead with that. Yeah, but so what skills did you wake up with one day and think, oh, shit, I don't, I don't have the skill for this. I don't know how to do this. What was it? Definitely, I didn't know how to hire people, how to interview people. I mean, have I interviewed people? I don't believe so, never. But I had to do it for my business, so learning a lot. What are the roles that mm. I'm going to need hiring for? What kind of people? And of course, it comes with experience. The more you interview people, the more you go through the process. So sometimes you have to face your fears. I fa- I did not know how to face my fears because I didn't know it. Sometimes it's all about you don't know until you know it, until you do it. So those experiences matter and those experiences make you stronger, confident. So let's fast forward to, to today. So also you, you've been through a lot. You've work through lots of challenges and you've you know woke up with oh crap I don't know how to do this and you had to do it anyway mm-hmm. where are you now what's what level are you right now where it's like here's the next level challenge here's what I'm trying to work through now and I don't have the answer <laughs> well that's a great question because now we are in this phase where we are, we are where we are heading to our seven figure revenue so that means a big responsibility a big commitment to our consumers mm. we promise them that we're going to provide them better alternatives so we better fulfill it and give them and not be out of stock or be like hey we don't have this no it's not going to work we made a commitment we're going to provide them these for how long they want so getting to that level is the seven figure revenue and again you asked how does it look like going forward from here right so again it could be more 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 time consuming more structured way of doing business more optimizations in our streamlining our backend processes our operations mm. so that we can keep doing what we're doing so right now with with this next level mm-hmm. personally for you where where is it this where are you holding yourself back or where are you slowing things down because of an unknown or you know but shit it's it's kind of scary it's kind of new where is it for you we are definitely taking it slowly we've had a strategy this year how to expand how to grow and I really am taking a step back from not running 10 things parallelly like I don't want to be on the stores or on e-commerce or direct to consumer or b2b all at the same time I think that's one thing I've learned how to step back and take it slowly because if you want things to be effective you have to have focus 
if you run 10 things parallelly, you're going to lose the focus and it's just going to be haphazard and very distracting. So take a strategy of doing one thing and do it follow through, like follow through properly, whether it takes mm-hmm. three, six months or a year, because you'll get the best results uh, that way. So that is one uh, self-reflectory thing I've done is taking it slow, not indulging in a lot of things at the same time. Mm. Do and again, you, forgetting and unforgetting, unforget a lot of things, <laughs> make new strategies, do things differently. Yeah, to be able to, to, to look at what's going on and pivot and change and tweak. It's so, so important. Um, what do you just say there? Indulging. Oh, great word. Okay, cool. Indulging. Where, where do you indulge in things that are actually saving you from putting yourself out there, doing something new, being uncomfortable? Um Maybe you've not really thought about this in this, this way before, but where do you feel like you indulge yourself that saves you from doing the thing you need to do, which actually stops you from growing as you should? Mm-hmm. So indulging means a very purposeful and intentional word, right? And that's the beauty of it, because now I'm indulging in a show like this, Unforget Yourself show, where I have the, the capacity to talk to audience, to inspire individuals so that we can transform our habits in our lives together. And again, uh, that's just one of the examples where I'm indulging myself. Others could be being a speaker at some of the universities, colleges, uh, schools, so that we can talk this to our future change makers, where we all have the hopes to to make changes in our lives, to do something collectively better for tomorrow. Right. So it's you want to get the word out there. You need to you need to educate. I mean, right now in this, this modern world, I think we're all pretty educated on, we know what we should be doing for the environment. We know what we should be doing, whether we all do it or not. Now that's a, that's a completely different matter. So are you educating more on the global, the big picture, what we should be doing as a collective, or is it more nuanced niche education as to specifically your product, the way it's made, how yours can be used. So where's, where do you do the most education? So I have found it to, to really value a supportive online community that I'm getting online. And I really want to value it. Hence, like you said, the latter, which is a very niche-based awareness is what I work on. Because again, I could be doing this globally, but do I want to? I guess not at the time being, because if, like I said, if I'm doing the global awareness, then I should be able to cater to the global uh, audience. And then right now I'm not expanding my products outside the United States. I'm only catering to the food service or event industry or direct to consumers within United States. So that means I'm working on building a supportive online community inside the United States so that we can connect we could we could encourage people from again learning about our tableware so i'm here to spread the table awareness for our tableware in the united states and having aging discussion and that's why i love podcasts because we can do real stories we can talk we can ask and i think i love the 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 feedback from our listeners so after people listen i love getting their messages that they listened and this is what they learned or this is what they have questions about Mm, nice what's the next step for you so you have a folk you're a slow focused purposeful approach going on as you're building which has built in more time for self-reflection to take care of yourself even though the problems still come and challenges come thick and fast because 
They don't stop, do they? So where is your focus going right now so that you can continue to scale in the way that you, you know you should? So definitely what you mentioned, the, where we are headed, we technically and we would like to head globally, like you said, one country at a time, one plate at a time, one strategy at a time. So again, that would be where we want to head to, make this global. Why? Because people need better alternatives to paper, plastic, bamboos around the world. People use tableware around the world. The, pl the plastic pollution problem is around the world. And hence, we that's where we want to head in that direction for sure. But right now, we again, like I said, we're taking slowly, one country at a time, one plate at a time, one strategy at a time. And where's your biggest challenge with this as the business owner? Is it, is it with knowing what to do next? Is it with actually implementing what you know you need to do? Is it managing yourself personally through this because your thoughts your emotions they come thick and fast throughout this what is the biggest challenge for you as the business owner the biggest challenge is resources like when we come into businesses we don't come in as having somebody having generational wealth or a lot of cash to just put it in and take it to whatever level you want it to like make it viral you just can't do that so it takes resources it takes time And as a business owner, that's where my struggle is. I don't, this is a bootstrapped company. It's been four years and I've been very glad to pump in whatever I get. So again, mm -hmm. getting to a certain level, let's say if you're talking about smart goals, like doing it slowly, percentage wise, year to year growth, you can keep doing it yourself sustainable if you have a strategy and if you know how to guard your expenses, how to take care of your savings and what you're really keeping your book, keeping in check. So as long as you're doing that, it's easy to progress slowly. So again, the challenge, I've been able to do this slowly, but if I really want to go aggressive, I might need an investor, some other outside cash uh, resources to pump it back in there. And again, being small business, it's really hard because you're still building your credit offline. You still are building your cash flow. So there's no lender who's just going to give you a number, uh, any number of amounts that you desire. So it's a small growth and I'm happy mm. with it because I have a goal. My purpose with this business is I want to, like I said, I want to have a certain amount every month for my income and also an impact along with that. So as long as I'm fulfilling those, I'm okay with the slower speed doing both the things versus yeah. having an aggressive approach and not being able to take care of myself or my team or my employees or my business. So again, uh, with external help, yes, that is possible and I'm open to it. But at the time being, I haven't given a lot of thought to it or time to it. Okay, so the, the biggest challenge is resources. Okay, so with that, normally we mean it's investment, it's money. It all comes down to money. Now, resources, realistically, there's three. Mm -hmm. Time, energy, and money. So if you said you bootstrapping this, you have to be so, so mindful. You don't have the resources to, to don't have the money resources to be too aggressive which means you've had to spend either time or energy. So where did you, when you didn't have the money, what mm -hmm. resource did you continue to use? And how did that impact you? That is a very great question because I would like the audience today to know that there are some resources that are present if you have the time to put in it, it in. For example, there are so many nonprofits, there are so many accelerator programs that business owners can take a part of, which I have been a part of. And that's where I gathered all the other resources. Like you just asked me, Mark, where did I get the grant for my listing optimizations or my digital marketing? I got them through accelerator programs. So again, I had to spend my energy in writing mm. 
grants or in applying to these grants, but I got it. So there are these resources that are present that you can still get and they're all monetary. Some of them are resourceful, like they will connect you to a digital creator or a graphic creator and they'll provide you services. So these are there. It's just, you have to look. And sometimes you don't know. And the problem is, it's like what you just said. People know there's a problem of plastics, but what do you do? Do they know how to how to combat that? And that's where I come in picture and where that's where I educate. Similarly, here is I am telling the business owners that there are these resources, there are these accelerator programs, grants that you can apply to, and you can get $3,000, $5,000, even 10, even 25. And every dollar matters when you are a small business owner, because you know where to put those dollars and you have a strategy, you know exactly where you, where you want that. How do you, how do you make a start? So people who not know where to start with that or know that's even an option. Mm-hmm. So I'll give some examples. For example, Hello Alice is a great platform to apply for grants. Then there is I Fund Women for women entrepreneurs where I have been supported. I have done crowdfunding where people have donated for your passion and for your cause. And then again, some would be um, women's grant, Amber, Amber grants. So it's all about looking and it's all about learning. And then there are small business uh, offices in every state. So if you Google SBDC, you can call your local SBDCs. They give you advisors, they give you mentors, and they will also put you in their newsletters where you keep getting known of any grant that comes out. And there are so many grants coming out every day. All that it takes in that grant is time. Like sometimes it could nice. be five minute application, sometimes 20. So if you have your pitch ready, you can apply. Or if you want to hire a VA, I've done that as well. So it's all about looking. Like you said, if you don't have that money, you can spend that time or that energy doing these things. But again, you have to see where you're getting your ROI. If you're a business owner who runs a brick and mortar, do you really have the time to do this grant or write this application where you really have to use that time in serving a customer who's in your shop? So again, you really have to look at your time, what you're capable of doing. Yeah, and for one thing to say there is it's not knowing. Wherever you are in your business, like right now, you, you're at the next level of transitions. Like you, there's some things that you're not quite sure about. There's some things that you don't know. And that can be terrifying and scary and actually hold us back. And we don't then do the things that we should do because of that fear, because of the unknown. And again, we can convince ourselves that we can, oh, we have to do all these other things because these are more important. No, you're just scared. You just don't know what to do and can't move through that. So it's a it's a tough place to be. So to it find is a, that awareness. Yes, it is a very tough place. But what you can do, what I did in my scenario was I'm a BIPOC mompreneur, no business background. I mean, I did engineering, electrical engineering, and then I started my business. So it was, and, and again, I manufacture, like I said, overseas. So getting the whole shipments on waters through countries, it's all been very challenging and a lot of awakening and learning. And what I did was associate yourself, leverage a lot of networking, a lot of connections, a lot of people to people, word of mouth, referrals, mm. you have to associate and you have to be in this community because that's how you really get to resources. Like I said, I know this all because I've got to know about it from other business owner through the community. Yeah. You have to associate yourself. Even if it's out of your comfort zone, you don't have the time for it. You should be able to prioritize at least one networking once a month so that you can you can know what, what's trending, what's what's happening. So it's mm. very important to be a part of such communities. I love that. Great advice. And lastly, just one beautiful question. What do you wish you'd have done sooner? 
what is the one thing that really helps you move the needle that in hindsight you should have done it much much sooner but didn't for whatever reason oh that's a great question once again because i wish i had started my this business way sooner and i didn't do it because i had two other businesses and those two other businesses one of them were a jewelry business i was doing a wholesale man, uh, jewelry and the second one was a handmade not handmade hand curated intimate gift boxes for couples and again my heart was not into it my my passion was into it because that's not something i would buy but i was doing it because i wanted yeah. to experiment i wanted to see the market but again i wish i had done this sooner and i think it took me it took me to become a parent and that's when i became more conscious of on where my kids were eating food on, what kind of tableware, if they're heating it on plastics, how long. So I think it took that awakening and that really consciousness that, okay, now I need to do things better. Why? Because I'm parent, I'm raising kids. I'm, I need to model. I need to do a role play here. What am I trying to teach them? So I wish I had done this before, but again, no regrets because I'm still grateful that I get to do what I get to do. A lot of times people don't mm. get to do what they love and I'm loving, I love what I do. And again, learning is if your heart is not into it, I don't think you, you'll be able to thrive and, and sustain the business. So again, this was my third business and third time was a charm. The other two were uh, experiences. I will not say they were successful or failures, but they were experiences and I learned from them. Nice. So and finding the passion, finding, having the awakening of what you like. For me, this isn't what I wanted. Yes. Having that extra little bit of drive. I said, which helps the impact. Sounds like that is the biggest thing for you that if you'd have known earlier to be going after something that was full in your heart and maybe you didn't have this, maybe you, maybe you couldn't have ever known this until you became a parent. So maybe there are things that have to happen before it unlocks, oh, this, this is where I want to go. And I think that is a beautiful place to hold and say, you may not know yet. And maybe that's okay. Yes. Just don't close yourself off to the possibility for the opportunity for the, as you said, it's the, uh, it's the awareness. So yeah. I love that you dropped that in. Thank you so, so much for sharing. And, and thank you for sharing everything about your business and what, what's been going on and, and how you've been able to work through this. Thank you, Mark. And again, the, like you said, the word unforgetting, it was this process of remembering or rediscovering something that once was forgotten and I overlooked and this was after the third business where I could align everything together and just reconnect to my true self, my passion, my purpose. And um, yeah. Pallavi, thank you so, so much. Look, if people want to find out more about your amazing business, where can they find you? Yeah, people could go to my website and it is spelled as D-T-O-C-S, which is a non-traditional or a non-standardized spelling of the word detox, which means cleansing journey. And here, this is a cleansing journey inside and outside with palm leaves. So people can find us on our website, detox.com. And apart from that, we sell nationwide through amazon.com, walmart.com, Wayfair, Etsy. And I encourage people to look at our Instagram, which is detox plates to see how we really are trying to make an income and impact in the community and serve our consumers. Nice. So, hey, everyone, if you're curious or you're like, fuck yes, I need some of this in my life, go and check it out. But Pallavi, thank you so, so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for this opportunity. And I would love to hear back from the audience. So feel free to reach out to me. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.